Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Dave Therian. New Hope Radio. Hope Club Podcast. Brand new series today. I think that this series, I hope it does anyway, will really inspire you, motivate you to really live the Christian way of life. I want you to become a dynamo. And it's a very important series, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe there are two general ways most people go through life. One way is taken by the majority of people, and the other way is taken by the few. The one that's taken by the few, this should be the way, notice I said, should be the way of the Christ follower. Because what's the first way? The first way of going through life, which I think most people do, is being half-hearted or lethargic. The way of the Christ follower is to be dynamic. What does it mean to be dynamic? It means to be alive, energetic, vigorous, powerful, effective. So we're going to begin a brand new series today. I call it Dynamic Christianity. What does it mean to live a dynamic Christianity? Or, how about this, we could say to be a dynamic Christian. So if you're a Christian, that means you're a follower of Christ. I'm going to ask you, how are you doing with that? Most Christians, all Christians, should be Christ followers. I don't know how many are. But for those of you that really want to follow him, we're going to see what it means to live a dynamic Christianity. We're going to see these qualities that are lived out in certain Bible characters. Every Bible character we're going to study has a particular dynamic quality. And hopefully, we'll be able to learn from them and model them in our own lives. That's why I like studying Bible characters. They all have their own, you know, way about them. And uh, they're great to learn from. But today we're going to start off and we're just going to look at some biblical support for the qualities. Okay? What does the Bible say about these dynamic qualities? And by the way, a person that has these qualities is called a dynamo, a go-getter, a man or a woman of action, powerhouse, a live wire. Do any of those typify you? Did you say, oh, I'm like that. I'm, I'm a go-getter. I'm a person of action. I'm alive. I, you know, again, when you're following Christ, why not? So we're going to look today at five qualities of being dynamic. And in this study, we're not talking about the physical realm, but the spiritual. Okay? Don't think, oh, well, you know, I'm old, my back hurts, I have arthritis, I have flat feet, I don't see too well. We're not talking about a, a physical dynamic. We're talking about a spiritual dynamic. So all Christ followers, in spite of your physical condition, you can have this. The first one is to be alive. Oh yeah, 
You got to be dynamically alive to follow Christ. The Christ follower is not only awake, but alive. Again, scriptural support. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. Paul said, for as in Adam, that means in the flesh, all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. I like that. So our physical being is going to die, but our spiritual being is alive. And the word alive, it means to be revitalized, to quicken. See, before the spiritual birth, man is dead to God and lost in sin. That's the situation. We don't hear that much today, but that's the reality. So he has no spiritual energy, no spiritual resources, and no spiritual hope. Oh, but for the true Christ follower, it's just the opposite. You have spiritual energy. Where does that come from? The Holy Spirit. You have spiritual resources, the Word of God. And you have a hope for the future, heaven. So right off the bat, man, you get a lot going for you. You dynamic Christ follower. Secondly, another quality you'll have is to be energetic. Energetic is an interesting word. It doesn't mean to have energy as much as it means to show real activity. That's what it means, to show activity. For our understanding, it means a demonstration that you are alive in Christ. Okay? Paul said in Colossians 1.29, For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. So question, Paul says to this purpose, Paul, what's the purpose? Well, God gave him the energy that he would be, thirdly, effective. The purpose of Paul's life is to be effective. Okay? Effective for what? For the kingdom of God. What does effective mean? It means success in producing an intended result. Okay? You want the outcome and you get it? That's what it means to be effective. Okay? Success in producing an intended result. And what's the result God is looking for? Colossians 1.25. See, everything here is supported with Scripture. Paul said, here's the result. Of this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship from God bestowed on me for your benefit. Paul is saying, God put me here for you, Colossians. I'm here for you, and this is why. So that I might fully carry out the preaching of the Word of God. Boom, there it is. Paul's purpose. Paul's aliveness, his effectiveness. To be there for the Colossians, to preach to them the Word of God. And then he explains what it is in verse 26. That is the mystery, which has been hidden from the past ages and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. And here it is. What's the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
That's the mystery. What does mystery mean? It doesn't mean who killed the butler. It means something revealed today that was not known before. Okay? So in the Old Testament, people didn't know the principle of Christ in you because it wasn't a reality. But when the church age began, Christ in you becomes a reality for the believer. That at the moment of salvation, Christ takes up residence inside the believer. But this is a mystery, which means, wow, we get to know things no one ever knew before. So let me ask you, does that stimulate you? Does that perk you up and say, oh, wait, God is revealing something today in his word in the New Testament, which for, oh, 4,000 years, people in the Old Testament, they never knew. They never had the privilege of knowing. They had more of a limited knowledge about God. But now God has revealed, oh, so much more about himself. Does that perk you up? Does that excite you that, wow, God is sharing mysteries with me that no one else ever knew? Well, if you're a dynamo, if you want to live dynamic Christianity, that will inspire you. And if you're not inspired, I don't know, maybe you go in the way of the multitude, lethargic, half-hearted. But that doesn't have to stay that way. You can join the minority and say, light me up, God. Fire me up, because now I'm learning things that no one ever knew before. And Paul said, okay, now that I know these things, what do we do? He said in verse 28, we proclaim him. We proclaim Christ to people, admonishing every man and teaching every man, that's you two ladies, with all wisdom, so that we may present every man you two ladies, complete in Christ. That's the intended result. That's success. That's what it means to be effective, to to present every person complete in Christ. Complete in Christ means that we attain spiritual maturity. We're growing. Are you growing? Ask yourself, am I growing spiritually? Not do I go to church. Not do I read the Bible. Am I growing? Growth signifies change. When you see something grow, it changes, right? It changes somewhat. So when we grow, we change in our behavior, in our conduct. Oh, in our thinking, actually. That's what spiritual growth is, changing in our thinking. And what happens, we're not tossed around by every wind of doctrine. But you know what you believe, and you know who you believe. That's a staple. That's a staple in life, because, you know, every so often, these trends blow through Christianity. And people flock to the supernatural. They flock to the spiritual phenomenon. And when it's all said and done, you know what it was? A farce. That's what it was. And how many thousands of Christians fell for that movement years ago? And I'm not even going to get into it. 
but people acting like fools in church, thinking it was the Holy Spirit. It sure wasn't the Holy Spirit of God. So we need to be able to discern what is true doctrine and what is not, because there will be those that bring false doctrine for the purpose of, here it comes, deception. That's the goal. The goal is deception. And who are those that are deceived? Those that don't know the Word of God. Those that have not been made complete, they're not maturing in divine scriptures. The fourth aspect of dynamic Christianity. Now, we know it takes supernatural power to live a supernatural life. And the Christian life, oh yeah, it's a supernatural life. You can't live it in the flesh. It doesn't work. You can't do it. So, you need supernatural power. And Paul said to the Ephesians, he said in chapter 1, verse 18, I pray that you will know, and the word know is the word ginosko, and it means come to know. It's a process. Remember we talked about growth, right? Growth is a process. So he's saying, I pray that the process of growth will become a reality to you, that you will come to know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power taught us who believe. Now that word power is the word dunamis, where we get the word dynamite, right? It means strength, ability. And what's Paul saying? I'm praying for you guys. I want you to come to know the hope of his calling for you, the riches of his inheritance, and the greatness of his power. I want you to know all that. Because it's not your power, but God's power. We, If we try to, and that's what, people that are not saved, that try to live the Christian life, can't do it. And maybe those are the ones Jesus is talking about, uh-oh, in Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus said, you know, many will come to me. And let's say, Lord, we did many wonderful works in your name. Oh, we did miracles and we cast out demons. And Jesus looks at them and says, who are you? Depart from me. I never knew you. So these are people that are trying to live the Christian way of life and the power of the flesh. And that means that they're void of the Holy Spirit. When we're void of the Holy Spirit, we're void of divine power. We're on the outside looking in instead of being on the inside looking out. Okay? We're in the wrong place. Now, what is this power? Oh, I like this part. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. What kind of power is that? (laughs) Supernatural power. Oh, yes, it was. Supernatural. That's the same power that is at work in you and me. You know why? It's God's power. That's why. God's power is a supernatural power, and God's power can change us. Nothing can change us but the power of God. That's why you can go from being bitter 
to being forgiving through the power of God. You can go from being selfish to being generous through the power of God. You can go from being lazy to being active, zealous, according to the power of God. God's power can do all these things. We can go from being miserable to joyful in the power of God. There's no reason to go through life miserable, miserable, bitter, weak, lazy. There's no, there's no reason for that when God's power is available to take us out of that pit and put us in a much better place. And when that happens, you know what you become? A dynamic Christian. That's right. Dynamic. So with all of this in mind, a dynamic Christian is the last one should make us vigorous. Think about that. Vigorous, vigorous of spirit. Okay. Remember, remember, we're not talking about the physical part of who you are. We're talking about the spiritual part of who you are. What does it mean to be vigorous? It means to be filled with vigor, <laughs> not vinegar. Who's filled with vinegar? The complainers. Oh, they've always got something to complain about. If they're not complaining, they have nothing to talk about. Hey, how you doing today? Oh, you don't know. Oh, you don't know what happened to me. Oh, never mind. Sorry I asked. <laughs> you don't want to go through life like that. You have spiritual strength and spiritual health. That's vigor. Paul said in Romans 12, verse 11, he says, listen, we are not lagging behind in diligence, we're fervent in spirit, and serving the Lord. Think of those three things. Not lagging behind. You know, think of uh, all these people out maybe running a marathon. You got those in the front, those in the middle, those in the back. Those in the back, <laughs> they're barely, they're barely keeping up. They're lagging behind. Both say, not us. We're not lagging behind. We're not part of that group. I know. He says, we're not lagging behind in diligence. That's laziness. Okay. We're fervent in spirit. Yeah. See, it's all in the spirit. If the Spirit's alive, you'll become alive. And we're serving the Lord. That's somebody that understands what life is all about. Number one, unbelievers do not understand what life is about. And then secondly, sadly, there are many, many believers that do not understand what life is all about because they still live for themselves. They have no desire to serve God. They have no heart for the lost. They have not discovered, cultivated, and utilized their spiritual gifts. Their talents, they buried under a rock. They have no burden. They have no prayer life. They don't look any different than they did before salvation. But they're probably saved, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Probably are. But we're talking today about qualities that make life worth living. And they take you 
from leading a lethargic life to a life of strength, of energy, and purpose. So, a dynamic Christianity is one that is spiritually alive, spiritually energetic, spiritually effective, spiritually powerful, and spiritually vigorous. Okay? That is a dynamic Christian. Now, I'm going to leave you with a final illustration. It's a legend, a story. Probably not true. Maybe it is. I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's a legend that tells how Jesus went back to heaven after his time on earth. And even in heaven, he bore the marks of the cross. And the angels are talking to him. And Gabriel said, Master, you must have suffered terribly for people down there. Oh, I did, said Jesus. And Gabriel said, Do they all know about how you love them and what you did for them? Oh, no, said Jesus. Not yet. Just now, only a few people in Palestine know. What have you done, said Gabriel, to let everybody know about it? And Jesus said, Well, I've asked Peter and James and John and a few others to make it the business of their lives to tell others about me and to tell others and they tell others and they tell others until the farthest man on the widest circle knows what I have done. Yes, said Gabriel, but what if Peter, James, and John and all the others What if they grow tired? What if the people who come after them forget? What if way down into the 20th century, even the 21st century, people just don't tell others about you? Have you made other plans? And Jesus answered, I haven't made any other plans. I'm counting on them. Huh. Can you see why we need to live a dynamic Christianity? See, our lives are not about us. Our lives are about others. Our lives are about being fired up for God so much that the mystery overflows out of us onto other people. And you know, that's one of those things that the more you do it, the better you get at it. The better you get at it, the more you enjoy it, and the more you enjoy it, the more you want to do it. And that's the way it works. So, you know, being used by God doesn't have to be a fearful thing. No, it's not a fearful thing. It's something that completes our purpose, and it's something that fulfills the plan of God, and it's that which brings glory to God. That's why we need to check ourselves. How am I living? What am I living for? What am I doing with all the gifts that God has given me? All the blessings that have come my way. What do I do with them?
Do I see this life as that which I need to get the most out of? Or am I willing to give this life away and live for eternity? Then I'll wait for eternity and I'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And I don't need to do that now. I need to just be a dynamic Christ follower. A dynamic Christian. That's all. I just need to be alive, energetic, effective, powerful, and vigorous. And that'll be like a wind. And that wind will just scoop me up and carry me along. And that's what happens. Don't you think the Apostle Paul was like that? With all that he went through, the imprisonments and the shipwrecks and the beatings and the desertions and the mockeries and everything he went through, how did he stay with it? He was a dynamic Christ follower. That's how. That's how you stay with it. And if you're serious about the faith, and if you're serious about your walk, you're going to learn to develop these qualities to be alive, energetic, effective, powerful, vigorous. Yeah, I keep repeating them because I want that to give us a sense of what I'm to be spiritually. This is, this is where God would like me to be. Because at that point, I become a blessing to everybody else around me. Hey, you can also be a blessing by joining the Hope Club. I'm going to share some stats with you, like maybe next week, that the Hope Club is in 17 countries. Did you know that? Japan, Canada, Spain. People download our messages. And we're able to do that because people support it. And $3 a week does amazing things. It really does. You think, what can that do? It's bringing us around the world. That's what it's doing. Over 5,000 downloads last year in 2022. 5,000 messages were downloaded. The Hope Club Podcast. It's touching people. Get on board, be part of it. Go to newhoperadio.live. Click the menu bar, fill out the information. Commit $3 a week. And we'll send you an email in your email box every day. A devotional email. You'll like it. Get you started off on the right foot. Let's all work together in being dynamic.